Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your wildest dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic costs. Uh, we're doing a special holiday episode, so joining me today we have Kyle Scott. Hello. And Hannah Hollebuck. Hi. <laughs> Hi. And the wish we're discussing is the film It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, isn't it though? It I'm joining mine pretty mine's good so far <laughs> overall. Mine is not wonderful. Above, no? There, there's no there's very little. What wonder. adjective would you give to your life? I don't even think it gets an adjective. It's a life. <laughs> and uh, if you want to hear more about it, you'd probably regret that. Okay. Oh. So that's we got our we've got our downer. We've got our uh yeah, uh, sorry, I just went full Eeyore right yeah, off the Yeah, you went full Eeyore. <laughs> I trying to think of a more holiday Eeyore. Not, yeah. It was not quite Scrooge, because it's not curmudgeon, you're just sad. It's like, like Jacob Marley. Yeah, okay, Jacob Marley. <laughs> just you're, drag. You're playing the Jacob Marley. And how, what adjective would you use for your life, Hard Hannah? Knocked. <laughs> Hard knocked. Hard <laughs> knocked? Okay. Is uh, that is that the movie I was supposed to watch? <laughs> <laughs> the Hard Knock Life? I yeah. I think that was that just a single song within Yes, Anna, but I yeah. watched it. Okay, you did watch <laughs> that. <whole> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, that's still going to inform your decisions for today. So Correct. It's yeah. relatively the same time period. It's got like themes of uh, economic. It's still another thing where they're like, really sad situation, but you should feel good by the end of it. I've never actually yes. seen any. I'm assuming it's about a lovable uh, orphan who is then adopted by a rich person. Yes. 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 The that cleanser is, sin of To assume poverty. that from, from just the title <laughs> Annie is incredible. Incredible, yeah. It seems like you must uh, have had some yeah. context beyond that, but... I'm aware of the song. He's some sort of savant from just like single <laughs> I, name title films. You, you get yes. the entire plot. If I told you a film was named uh, Ooh, Derek. Powder. Derek, Oops, Derek. That's better. Yeah. No, there. Powder's about... Uh, I've never How seen do we it, know what Powder's about? Yeah, that's a real movie. It's about an yeah. albino whose skin looks like Powder, and thus they have a... Isn't that a mean nickname they have for him? Yeah, and he has psychic magic, and he was raised in a basement, I think. Oh, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. He, he gets, like, shot by lightning. I forget if that's how he gets his powers or if that just happens to how him a lot. How do you that movie? Um, <laughs> I, I think know. you start with the character. <laughs> you start Give with the character. You're like, there's this powdery man. We'll call him Powder. And you give him powers. Yeah. Power, oh my god. Right? <laughs> Give me seven million dollars to make this. But yeah, if, if I said a film was about a guy named Derek, this film's called Derek, what's his story? Well, he's obviously an oil worker. Um, <laughs> he's up on the Derek. Okay. Oh, I see what you did there. It's kind of nominative determinism. Yeah, okay. But uh, he becomes aware of the cost of climate change and he's very morally conflicted because he's supporting his family and there's no other work in this South Texas town. Oh, it's a modern blockbuster. <laughs> oh, actually, that does sound like that could be good. That could be rife with emotional Basically conflict. Basically giant, but with climate change. Mm. Let's circle back to It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life. We've oh, got right, a little right, bit right, off right. already. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit. I saw it only recently because I knew, I knew the gist that it was about a wish, about someone wishing they weren't even born. Did you expect uh, it to be as dark as it is? Um, again, it, it's a weird type of darkness cause it like cycles through little things where it's like really dark, but then you're, you can tell that the movie is trying to make you feel happy about that darkness almost immediately. In the first 30 seconds, you hear the prayer of a small child for her daddy not to kill himself. Classic. Yeah. That yeah. was kind of in all those little, all, there was a whole like, bundle of my daddy home to me. Yeah. Yeah, the, no, there's some dark stuff in there for sure. They almost made it darker and then tried to gloss over it. Because like, if you go to the part that's like World War II, they're like, oh, the timeline here, 
we got to mention this. Like, we got to mention <laughs> World War II happened. It's, but it's another, but they treat it as another thing that Jimmy Stewart didn't get to go to. Yeah. That'd be a yeah. huge deal. But that would be <laughs> a huge party thing he cutting missed. you off from the rest of society. If you were a man in the 40s who didn't, wasn't in the army, that'd be a huge social stigma. Yeah. And that's why they mm-hmm. gave him the, uh, the deafness ear. in one ear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they needed a reason why. An otherwise healthy guy seems smart enough, doesn't have an important enough job that wouldn't send him to war. Why didn't he not go to war? Because his whole thing is that he doesn't get out of Bedford Falls. But then there's one of the great moments in history where everybody leaves. <laughs> Everyone town. leaves town. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a bad thing, too. But he's still yeah. it's a way to make him bitter about it. Uh, so that's no one dies in the war. None of the major characters die in the war. No, uh, not even an. They all seem to do well. Like his friend makes a a lot of money. No, it just seemed like a a place people went for a bit. Yeah, and And came back. His brother came back, a war hero. So his brother, like, oh geez, he got ahead. Six Hollywood studio system. So they're not really going to have any of the dire costs of war. Especially they just won. Everything's good. I think they really needed people to feel good. Again, this came out in 1946. This is exactly when everyone was like. Oh, boy. The world kind of sucks, guys. No, they felt great. Well, we won, but also, like... The U.S. had no consequences to the war. Not a single bomb dropped on American soil. They felt great about it. They were more. Po- they were the most powerful nation of all time. They're the only ones who have the bomb at this point. 1946 is a great time to be American. Yeah, I know, but a lot of the rest of the world was kind of like... Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, but some families were sad, I'm sure. Yeah, the garlic eaters... <laughs> Oh, don't. They're really anti-Italian. I know they are, but still. They had just been fighting them. Don't use the term right now. Um, I thought it was funny that they called them garlic eaters. That's a Because start a poll now for all the listeners. But then who doesn't want to eat garlic? (laughs) No, garlic is great. Now we've learned that garlic is amazing. Oh, there's occasionally a slur that comes out of like the food you ate and it's like... No, fair enough. That's good food. Yeah, like why universally you? beloved <laughs> ingredient garlic now, which was virtually unknown to the, the waspy people yeah. before. And like then, like sometimes the slur for uh, like rich middle class white people is like cake eaters. Like yeah, if you have the opportunity to eat cake, you would too. It's great. It's delicious. I thought we were talking about vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, or, or wanted, vampire hunters. I should have vampire hunters. Yeah, they, they eat a lot of garlic. They gotta <laughs> have that breath. Yeah. They're gonna reboot it as George Bailey Vampire Hunter. Like it's a wonderful oh. unlife. Oh. It's got to be happening. Oh my gosh. Oh, that'd be good. He's following on from the Abraham Lincoln and the Pride and Prejudice and zombies. Oh right, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, what are some of the other moments like from the original story that sort of stood out to you as strange? It's interesting because you guys just so you watched it yesterday. No, oh, you a week ago. A week yeah. ago. Kyle and he rewatched it yesterday. Watched yesterday. He, or rewatched it, and you watched. It. So I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, so uh, some of these moments, I'm like, oh right, right, right. Uh, just so that if there's any listeners who are on my side here, and kind <laughs> of remember. But I read the Wikipedia page on my way here, <clears throat> and teared up just reading about it because I remembered how I, I it plays with your heart. Yes, bit. very sentimental. Um, yes, not, not. I don't know if they're real tears uh, or Hollywood tears. But there's real tears in the mix. I'm, you know, that movie does sort of, it does hit certain nerve endings. Or well, like, I, I know. I just want you to clarify on your, your difference between real tears and Hollywood tears. Because you were, you were crying. You were tearing up, you said. Not the characters. Like, I would think Hollywood tears would be the character. No, tearing. no. Well, Hollywood you said tears, you were. Um, I, I call those like, like when they're 
that false sentimentality that movies will create, right? Okay. And like they know when to swell the music. And Anytime exactly a what dog point. is being hurt, yeah. they're doing that specifically. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And then you cry, but it's like, it's not coming from like a real uh, emotional depth. It's, 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 it's just a surface a manipulated. Cry. Yeah. They just did. They did all the trappings of, exactly, yeah. I know this moment is meant to make me feel sad. So out of habit, I almost mm-hmm, got sad. Mm-hmm. It's the jump scare of tears. Yeah. Or like sometimes you, you have that with comedy too, where you'll like a laugh for a second because you just know like the person reacted as if they were saying a punchline and then you're like, wait a sec. The studio audience effect. Sometimes it's because of a laugh track, but sometimes it's literally just like, oh, well, and you're like, <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> that's not a joke. I have done that on stage many times. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing funny to say, say, but I'm going to yes. smile when I'm saying it. Yeah. yeah. And you can get a laugh out of that. You felt guilty about not doing that. So you did it and it worked and it was Hollywood tears. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood tears, Hollywood called, laughs. It's all called Hollywood tears, though, no matter the Yeah, you can, you can tear from laughter. Yeah. Uh, I love crying. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, you probably love this movie. Yeah, because it got really sad. Like, again, it would be like, oh, wow, isn't this a quaint little town? Something terrible happens. But George Bailey made it slightly better, <laughs> even though it's not. It's still not great. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that he's he's done all these things, like, like super noble things. But in such a, like, blasé way. <laughs> he doesn't want to be doing any of it. Yeah. He's staying and he's helping and he genuinely cares. But you know deep down he hates every moment of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, d- he likes the people, but he doesn't want to be... He wants to meet new people. So he wants to always get out. But he's still, like, reluctantly, like, ah, oh, but I can't just let them all... They'll burn without me. <laughs> yeah. Which is, yeah, it's weird how important... I mean, to a certain extent, it's he, how important he thinks he is that the world will crumble without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Early on, and then I guess like when he doesn't realize that, and he gets reminded, yeah, everyone will crumble without you. You are for some reason the linchpin that holds this community together. Yeah, I think like uh, the theme of ego in this movie is really interesting. Yeah, because <laughs> because he is um, shown as like such a I guess a kind person, like good good deep down, right? Um, even though he's battling with some of these things, but I don't know if. You don't know for sure that that uh, somebody else wouldn't have saved that kid, yeah. or you know, or that he just would have gotten a tummy ache. Oh yeah, he would have figured it out. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the kid probably got a point. Would have gotten poisoned, but maybe they would have. All read right, the what's label. one kid in the whole? There yeah, was a yeah. war. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there was it, a war. The only person who dies is that kid in the alternate timeline, and then the pharmacist spent well, and it, twenty oh, years. His brother would have died. Right. If he didn't well, jump in the water. There's so many other people there. So they should have, but I guess none donkey of them would. Donkey Boy would have done it. Wait, which one's Donkey there's Boy? There's that guy who could, he's going, hee-haw. And I don't understand why. I guess oh, it's I something fraternal. Is it's he like an his angel buddy. Too? No, no. It's just like his buddy that like goes off and starts a plastic factory and it's makes like all the money. ideas that George had for his that Jimmy Stewart had for his life. This guy does and gets incredibly wealthy. Yeah. Oh. So he's his rich friend who always has oh. money and always could help. And he's half for, donkey. I don't remember. He that. just he, makes a donkey sound. He makes it like it must be some cultural touchstone from 1919. Oh, that maybe, maybe that's just what it hasn't is. Come down. That he keeps making this annoying donkey noise and does his donkey ears and goes hee haw to everybody. I always thought it was like a fraternity. Like it seemed like it was like a fraternity inside handshake. Like we were the donkeys. So no, he, makes he does a that hee-haw. when they're all like twelve. I know, but like or like the school's mascot. Like he's the only much, one who does it. I know. That's why it's confusing. But and nobody seems to hate him for it, and I don't get that. They probably should. They probably should. The movie should have been about him. I mean, it would have been a much more uplifting movie guy just keeps on succeeding and getting more money he is a war profiteer though. he is a war profiteer but again they show that as a good thing <laughs> he made so much money during the world war yeah he had so many factories he expanded 
This Can movie's I, considered like one of the best movies ever. It wasn't at the time. It, it Not wasn't. at the time. It, I read that in the Wikipedia yeah. as well. So yeah, it was a whole thing of like. But it basically, won a bunch of awards, like it won five Academy Awards or something. Oh, I didn't actually know about the awards. I just know that like it didn't do well in the theaters. So like, but but so it was cheap to buy. So all the TV stations bought it around Christmas because it was mm-hmm. cheap. I think it was that they. Le- forgot to register it for the broadcast like copyright it for broadcast oh okay and so it was free to play oh straight up free yeah okay. so and any there wasn't like just one station in a in a market to play it they could all play it yeah mm. so it was good enough that people would be like all right i got an open slot I'll throw this on but it wasn't it's so good that, it's gotta be good it's gotta be all right yeah and yeah he does a great job on this i think you're right that this mm-hmm. character would not necessarily be as likable if he wasn't portrayed in a very likable manner so real, right? Like, uh, you can relate to yeah. kind of being a shitty person with good intentions. And he's just so friendly to everyone. Yeah. Oh, he's he, not a shitty person. I don't mean that. But he's he's getting very butthurt about everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 he's whining about everything, but in very much a way that, like, seems sympathetic. It's yeah, like, it's the old studio star effect where the accretion of films that Jimmy Stewart has done, he brings his persona to the role. So we know, hey, we're watching a Jimmy Stewart movie. So he's going to act like Jimmy Stewart. And we like Jimmy Stewart, so he doesn't. The movie doesn't have to do a whole lot of work to get us to like Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, I'm going to bring up the moment that I think stood out to me as like the strangest leap of logic. Uh, post what, when his uh, soon-to-be wife. Tra- Welcome to Break a Wish, the podcast where all your wildest dreams come true, but with terrible, ironic costs. Uh, we're doing a special holiday episode, so joining me today we have Kyle Scott, hello, and Hannah Hollabuck. Hi. <laughs> Hi. And the wish we're discussing is the film "It's a Wonderful Life." Oh, isn't it though? It. I'm joining mine. Pretty mine's good so far <laughs> overall. Mine is not wonderful. Five, no, there, there's no. There's very little. What wonder. adjective would you give to your life? I don't even think it gets an adjective. It's a life, and uh, <laughs> if you want to hear more about it, you'd probably regret that. Okay, so that's we got our we've got our downer. We've got our uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I just went full Eeyore right yeah, off the bat. Full Eeyore. <laughs> I was trying to think of a more holiday Eeyore. Not, yeah. It was not quite Scrooge because it's not curmudgeon. You're just sad. It's like, like Jacob Marley. Yeah. Okay, Jacob Marley. <laughs> you're, you're playing the Jacob Marley. And how, what adjective would you use for your life, Hard Hannah? Knocked. <laughs> Hard knocked. Hard <laughs> knocked. Okay. Is uh, that is that the movie I was supposed to watch? <laughs> <laughs> the Hard Knock Life. Yeah. I, I think that was that just a single song within yes, Anna. Yes, but I yeah. watched it. Okay, you did watch <laughs> that. Whole okay. Thing. <laughs> well, I mean, that's still going to inform your decisions for today. So Correct. It's yeah. relatively the same time period. It's got like themes of uh, economic. It's still another thing where they're like, really sad situation, but you should feel good by the end of it. I've never actually yes. seen any. I'm assuming it's about a lovable <clears throat> uh, orphan who is then adopted by a rich person. Yes. Yes, the cleanser sin of To poverty. assume that from, from just the title <laughs> Annie is incredible. Incredible, yeah. It seems like you must uh, have had some yeah. context beyond that. But I'm aware of the song. He's some sort of savant from just like single <laughs> name title films. You, you get yes. the entire plot. If I told you a film was named uh, Ooh, Derek. Powder. Derek, Oops, Derek. That's better. 
Yeah. No, sure. Powder's about. Uh, I've never. How do we know what Powder's about? Yeah, that's a it's real movie. It's about an yeah. albino whose skin looks like powder, and thus they have a. Isn't that a mean nickname they have for him? Yeah, and he has psychic magic, and he was raised in a basement. I think. Oh, I didn't know any of that. Yeah, he, he gets like shot by lightning. I forget if that's how he gets his powers, or if that just happens to how him do you a pitch lot. That movie. Um, <laughs> I, I think know. you start with the character. <laughs> you start with the guy. You're like, there's this powdery man. We'll call him Powder, <laughs> and you give him powers. Yeah. Power, oh, I got right? <laughs> Give me seven million dollars to make this. But yeah, if, if I said a film was about a guy named Derek, this film's called Derek. What's his story? Well, he's obviously an oil worker. Um, <laughs> he's up on the Derek. Okay. Oh, I see what you did there. It's kind of nominative determinism. Yeah. Okay. But uh, he becomes aware of the cost of climate change, and he's very morally conflicted because he's supporting his family, and there's no other work in this. South Texas town. Oh, it's a modern blockbuster. Oh, actually, that does sound like that could be good. That could be rife with emotional Basically conflict. Basically giant, but with climate change. Mm. But let's circle back to It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> oh, got right, a little right, bit right, off right. already. So uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit. I saw it only recently because I knew I knew the gist that it was about a wish, about someone wishing they weren't even born. Did you expect uh, it to be as dark as it is? Um, again, it it's a weird type of darkness because it like cycles through little things where it's like, really dark but then you're you can tell that the movie is trying to make you feel happy about that darkness almost immediately in the first 30 seconds you hear the prayer of a small child for her daddy not to kill himself classic yeah that yeah. was kind of in all those little, little all, there was a whole like, bundle send of my daddy home to me yeah yeah, there, no, there's some dark stuff in there for sure. They almost made it darker and then tried to gloss over it. Because like, if you go to the part that's like World War II, they're like, oh, the timeline here, we got to mention this. Like, we got to mention <laughs> World War II happened. It's, but it's another, but they treated it as another thing that Jimmy Stewart didn't get to go to. Yeah. That'd be a yeah. huge deal. <laughs> but that would be another a huge party thing cutting you off from the rest of society. If you were a man in the 40s who didn't, wasn't in the army that'd be a huge social stigma yeah and that's why they mm-hmm. gave him the uh one deafness year. in one year yeah mm-hmm. because they needed a reason why an otherwise healthy guy seems smart enough doesn't have an important enough job that wouldn't send him to war why did he not go to war because his whole thing is that he doesn't get out of bedford falls but then there's one of the great moments in history where everybody leaves. <laughs> Everyone leaves town, yeah. And it's supposed to be a bad thing, too. But he's still, yeah, it's a way to make him bitter about it. Uh, so that's, no one dies in the war. None of the major characters die in the war. No, uh, not even an. They all injury. seem to do well. It like his friend like makes a, a lot of money. war in the movie. No. You know? It just like, seemed like a, a place people went for a bit. Yeah. And, and came back. His brother came back, a war hero. So his brother, yeah. like, it oh, geez, he got ahead. Six Hollywood studio system. So they're not really going to have any of the dire costs of war, especially they just won. Everything's good. I think they really needed people to feel good. Again, this came out in 1946. This is exactly when everyone was like, oh, boy, the world kind of sucks, guys. No, they felt great. Well, we won, but also, like... The U.S. had no consequences to the war. Not a single bomb dropped on American soil. They felt great about it. They were more. Po- they were the most powerful nation of all time. They're the only ones who have the bomb at this point. 1946 is a great time to be American. Yeah, I know, but a lot of the rest of the world was kind of like... Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, but some families were sad, I'm sure. Yeah, the garlic eaters. <laughs> 
Oh, don't. They're really anti-Italian. I know they are, but still. They had just been fighting them. Don't use the term right now. Um, I thought it was funny that they called them garlic eaters. That's a poll now for all the listeners. But then who doesn't want to eat garlic? (laughs) No, garlic is great. Now we've learned that garlic is amazing. Oh, there's occasionally a slur that comes out of like the food you ate and it's like... No, fair enough. That's good food. Yeah, like, why universally you? <laughs> beloved ingredient garlic now, which was virtually unknown to the, the waspy people yeah. before. Yeah, and like again, like sometimes the slur for uh, like rich middle class white people is like cake eaters. Like, yeah, if you have the opportunity to eat cake, you would too. It's great. It's delicious. I thought we were talking about vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, or, or what vampire did, hunters. I should vampire hunters. Yeah, they, they eat a lot of garlic. They gotta <laughs> have that breath. Yeah. They're gonna reboot it as George Bailey Vampire Hunter. Like it's a wonderful oh. unlife. Oh. It's got to be happening. Oh my gosh. Oh, that'd be good. It's following on from the Abraham Lincoln and the Pride and Prejudice and zombies. Oh right, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, what are some of the other moments like from the original story that sort of stood out to you as strange? It's interesting because you guys just so you watched it yesterday. No, oh, you week ago, it. week yeah. ago. Kyle and he rewatched it yesterday. Watched and, it yesterday. Or rewatched it, and you watched. It. So I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, so uh, some of these moments, I'm like, oh right, right, right. Uh, just so that if there's any listeners who are on my side here, it's kind <laughs> of a reference. <laughs> but I read the Wikipedia page on my way here, <clears throat> and teared up just reading about it because I remembered how I, I it plays with your heart. Yes, it's very sentimental. Um, yes, not, not. I don't know if they're real tears uh, or Hollywood tears. But there's real tears in the mix. I'm, you know, that movie does sort of, it does hit certain nerve endings. Or well, like, I, I know. I just want you to clarify on your, your difference between real tears and Hollywood tears. Because you were, you were crying. You were tearing up. You said not the characters. Like, I would think Hollywood tears would be the character. No, tear. no. Well, Hollywood you said tears. You were. Um, I, I call those like, like when they're that false sentimentality that movies will create. Right. Okay. And like they know when to swell the music. And exactly anytime a dog is being hurt, yeah. they're doing that specifically. Okay. Oh. Yeah. And then you cry, but it's like, it's not coming from like a real, uh, emotional depth. It's, 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 it's a surface a manipulated. Cry. Yeah. They just did. They did all the trappings of exactly. Yeah. I know this moment is meant to make me feel sad. So out of habit, I almost mm-hmm, got sad. Mm-hmm. It's the jump scare of tears. Yeah. Or like sometimes you, you have that with comedy too where you'll like a laugh for a second because you just know like the person reacted as if they were saying a punchline and then you're like wait a sec the studio audience effect sometimes it's because of a laugh track but sometimes it's literally just like oh well and you're like (laughs) wait wait (laughs) that's not a joke i have done that on stage many times yeah (laughs) i have nothing funny to say but i'm gonna smile when i'm saying it yeah Yeah. and you can get a laugh out of that you felt guilty about not doing that so you did it and it worked (laughs) and it was Hollywood tears. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood tears, Hollywood called, laughs. It's all called Hollywood tears, though, no matter the Yeah, you can, you can tear from laughter, yeah. Uh, I love crying. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, you probably love this movie, yeah, because it got really sad. Like, again, it would be like, oh, wow, isn't this a quaint little town? Something terrible happens. But George Bailey made it slightly better, <laughs> even though it's not it's still not great. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that he's he's done all these things, like, like super noble things. But in such a like blase way, <laughs> he doesn't want to be doing any of it. Yeah, he's staying and he's helping and he genuinely cares. But you know, deep down, he hates every moment of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he d- he likes the people, but he doesn't want to be. He wants to meet new people, so he wants to always get out. But he's still like reluctantly, like ah, oh, but I can't just let them all they'll burn without me. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, it's weird how important. I mean, to a certain extent, it's he, how important he thinks he is that the world will crumble without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Early on, and then I guess like when he doesn't realize that, and he gets reminded, yeah, 
everyone will crumble without you. You are, for some reason, the linchpin that holds this community together. Yeah, I think like uh, the theme of ego in this movie is really interesting. Yeah, because <laughs> because he is um, shown as like such a I guess a kind person, like good good deep down, right? Um, even though he's battling with some of these things, but I don't know if. You don't know for sure that that uh, somebody else wouldn't have saved that kid, yeah. or you know, or that he just would have gotten a tummy ache. Or yeah, he would have figured it out. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the kid probably got a point. Would have gotten poisoned, but maybe they would have. All read right, the what's label. one kid in the whole? There yeah, was a yeah. war. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there was it, a war. The only person who dies is that kid in the alternate timeline, and then the pharmacist spends well, and it, twenty oh, his years. His brother would have died. Right. If he didn't well, jump in the water. There's so many other people there. So they should have, but I guess none donkey of them Donkey Boy would have done it. Wait, which one's Donkey there's Boy? There's that guy who he's going, hee-haw. And I don't understand why. I guess oh, it's I something fraternal. Is it's he like an his angel buddy. Too? No, no. It's just like his buddy that like goes off and starts a plastic factory and it's makes like all the money. ideas that George had for his, that Jimmy Stewart had for his life. This guy does and gets incredibly wealthy. Yeah. Oh. So he's his rich friend who always has oh. money and always could help. And except he's half donkey. I don't remember. He no, just he, makes a donkey sound. He makes it like it must be some cultural touchstone from 1919. Oh, that may, maybe that's what it hasn't is. Hasn't come down. That he keeps making this annoying donkey noise and does his donkey ears and goes hee haw to everybody. I always thought it was like a fraternity. Like it seemed like it was like a fraternity inside handshake. Like we were the donkeys, so no, he makes he does the that when they're all like twelve. I know, but like or like the school's mascot. Like he's the you know, only which, one who does it. I know that's why it's confusing. But and nobody seems to hate him for it, and I don't get that. They probably should. They probably should. The movie should have been about him. I mean, it would have been a much more uplifting movie. Guy just keeps on succeeding and getting more money. He is a war profiteer, though. He is a war profiteer. But again, they show that as a good thing. <laughs> he made so much money during the World War. Yeah. He had so many factories. He expanded. This movie is considered like one of the best movies ever. It wasn't at the time. It, it Not wasn't. at the time. I read that in the Wikipedia yeah. as well. So yeah, it was a whole thing of like. But it basically, won a bunch of awards, like it won five Academy Awards or something. Oh, I didn't actually know about the awards. I just know that like it didn't do well in the theaters. So like, but but so it was cheap to buy. So all the TV stations bought it around Christmas because it was mm-hmm. cheap. I think it was that they l- forgot to register it for the broadcast, like copyright it for broadcast. Oh, okay. And so it was free to play. Oh, straight up free. Yeah. Okay. So and any, it wasn't like just one station in a in a market to play it they could all play it yeah mm. so it was good enough that people would be like all right i got an open slot i'll throw this on but it wasn't so good that, it's got to be good it's got to be all right yeah and yeah he does a great job on this i think you're right that this mm-hmm. character would not necessarily be as likable if he wasn't portrayed in a very likable manner it's so real right like uh, you can relate to yeah kind of being a shitty person with good intentions and he's just so friendly to everyone yeah Oh, he's not he, a shitty person. I don't mean that, but he's he's getting very butthurt about everything. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 whining about everything, but in very much a way that like seems sympathetic. It's yeah, like, it's the old studio star effect where the accretion of films that Jimmy Stewart has done, he brings his persona to the role, so we know, hey, we're watching a Jimmy Stewart movie, so he's going to act like Jimmy Stewart, and we like Jimmy Stewart, so he doesn't. The movie doesn't have to do a whole lot of work to get us to like Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. I'm going to bring up the moment that I think stood out to me as like the strangest leap of logic. Uh, post what, when his uh, soon-to-be wife tries to recreate the night his father died. Mm, okay, I, I can see that. I see where you're going because there. Him and uh, him and Mary, the woman he marries. Yeah. Uh, oh. Have that night at the dance, and then she tries to recreate it a few years later when she's back from. Uh, right, but the reason she gets he gets pulled away is that his father's died. His father has died. And they rushed him away. Yeah. I was thinking of her, but I was not thinking of that moment. What I was thinking of is the fact that, like, 
when he was never born, she immediately becomes a spinster. Like, it's just assumed that if he wasn't around, then she wouldn't have found anyone. Like, yeah, it's weird because, like, she's, for most of the film, shown as a good option to marry. But and then that if, other people are interested. Other people are interested. And that she just doesn't seem interested in anyone else because she wants to marry George Bailey. But the idea that, like, without him around, then no one's interesting to her. And she just becomes a spinster. And Lordy, Lordy, works at the library? Gasp. Well, disgusting what an awful place and she now has glasses for some reason like her vision is not as good it's like she's all that well but but in reverse yeah yeah, yeah, the guy's not there so she just so do we assume that in the rest of the film that she's has poor vision but just refuses to wear glasses because she doesn't think it makes it look as good um yeah she doesn't have jimmy to show her the way doesn't have jimmy to say don't wear those glasses they don't look good on you babe you're not hot (laughs) (laughs) so she's just stumbling around all the other scenes blind all she's doing is raising children and cooking meals who needs to read for that oh no you might be right that that was the thought of the time but it's not good now i think more just the glasses are shorthand for uh undesirability and (laughs) She just turns into a bad person when well, George isn't around. Well, as a man with small windows in front of my own eyes, I have to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that's what 1946 yeah, guess, Hollywood yeah. thinks. Yeah. I think they're trying to drive home, like, the soulmate bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like, that, I mean, maybe that was the belief of the time that it was soulmate stuff. Yeah, but, like... Or that, you know, that, that you, I think driving home monogamy and that kind of thing, right? The yeah. idea that there's one person out there for you. And you meet them when you're eight years old. And then you, you don't notice anyone else. And if, if they weren't born, then you're screwed. I wonder, like, it would have made some more sense to me if, if she was somehow married to someone who was in some way terrible. Would have made more sense. Or the donkey guy. She should have the donkey ended guy. up with yeah. the donkey guy. So, yeah, there you go. She, so she's gone and she's rich and living fine without him. Is that as horrible, though? Because if he does genuinely love her, then her living a better more rich life. Well, rich monetarily, but if she's with Hee I don't think she's happy. No, no. <laughs> Just because he's so annoying. I don't even remember this. She's guy, but the way he talked about him, I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> he, he's, Who does that? Who? He is obnoxious. Like, it's so obnoxious. It might, like, Kyle might be right, but it might be like the 1920s version of like, what's up? And just like, it doesn't make sense to us anymore, but like, it would have been just mildly annoying in the time frame. But we also see (laughs) on like, the reason that she can't have any other man is that the only other young woman in that film is the, what, like the hot one. Uh, Was her name Daisy, I think? Violet. Violet. Yeah, Violet. Violet. Uh, Flower name. (laughs) And she's the, she's shown to be like, like to be flirtatious. Everyone's interested in her. And then in the evil universe, she's being arrested as a prostitute. Yep. The, there's two kinds of women that yes. out there. There's mothers and there's prostitutes, apparently. Yes. Yep. Yeah. The virgin and the whore. Mm. Pretty much the only and options. It's, and it's her name is Mary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> also, yeah, the, then the town goes evil. The shops that it suddenly is full of are jazz clubs and pawn shops. Which pawn shops I can kind of see is like, yeah, when you're in a bad economic state, people get pawn shops because they have to pawn what few possessions they have left to get by. But like, it's just like, okay, we got night dance clubs. Now it seems like a more fun town, but not in sensibilities of the 1940s. 
Yeah, yeah the alternate version is is weird. It's not. It's, it's, not, it's not that bad. I like the bar better because the alternate version is just a bar. It's a place where they serve hard liquor to men who want to get drunk quick. And in the real version, it's a, an Italian restaurant where you kind of have to awkwardly sit at the bar while there are people having family meals around you. It seemed like he was just doing less business. Honestly, the only real difference was that in the good timeline, he was barely getting by. <laughs> and the other one, he was full on a Saturday night. Yeah, the bartender owns the bar in the bad timeline. You know what it might have been? Because it's supposed to be Christmas Eve, right? So maybe the idea that the bar was that full on Christmas Eve is not a good sign. <laughs> Christmas used to be a drinking holiday. It's only been in the 20th century that it turned into this family crap. It used to be St. Patrick's Day in December. Well, you still drink with your family, no? Not even? Well, I drink. They don't. I No, I meant like, even if it was a drinking holiday, you're still supposed to be drinking with your family. Just no, get, You get the youngins drunk. You get the oldens drunk. You get everyone drunk. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas. All right, fine. I, I want to go to camp. Pour your rum in your Christmas nog. Yeah, pour, <laughs> pour your rum in your nog and get everyone drunk. All right, so let's shift over then. So, what did the movie miss? If we were doing this same wish, uh, the idea that I wish I was never even born. What What are some things they didn't explore, or what's What's some things that would affect your life if you think if you just removed yourself from it? What might change? Now, I don't think. Jimmy Stewart would have done this, but perhaps a more morally uh, ambiguous person would have secrets about people. You would know things about people that they would not have told you in this timeline or would have told anyone possibly in this timeline, but you would know they happened. Wait, so you're just saying you're, you wish you were never born, so you're still living that last bit of the film where you're, you're still alive even though you're not born. You just become lost your identity. Yeah. And what are you going to do with it? Well, what you can do with it. I'm not saying should, but you could. What? Okay, and just use the secrets. But your secrets are all of a timeline that might yeah. be wrong. Well, if it didn't involve you directly, or if it's something you've learned about somebody's past before you became involved with it, it would presumably still happen. All right, how do you how do you use that to your advantage? I though? don't know. It's you just to surprise them, yeah. or you can just <laughs> weird them out a, a little you can basically bit. Basically, just spook people. Yeah, well, like you he would, did accidentally. Like, how do you, you know that? To... I know your name. Yeah, cool. <laughs> no, I know. Thanks. You got a phone book. <laughs> that's what you. That's well, your you would you would be able to uh, perhaps uh, manipulate. It, it's not a good thing that you could do. You wouldn't be it's able like to. It's like a use shitty superpower. That's yeah. what that is. <laughs> you would. Uh, you would be a great villain because you would be able to blackmail people. <laughs> with like maybe facts. We, yeah, with facts that might <laughs> be wrong. But you wouldn't. You would know like. You would, uh, wouldn't it be an advantage in any the given only situ- facts, situation to know things about somebody, like even if it's personality things that they don't expect you to understand? Okay, you could win at poker, I think. Mm. If you were good at, like if you were baseline good at poker, and then you were never born, and then you went to all your best friends, beat them at poker because they wouldn't be able to read you because they don't remember you, but you'd be able to read them because you remember their baseline personality unless they had changed so much because you were a big influence on their life, which if they're your close friends, they probably would have. I'm just trying to think of something they didn't cover. I don't think things would have changed as much as they do in the movie. I think that's just pushing this sort of like, um, individualism that is destroying America right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so I think it would have been a very similar, it should be called, it would be a similar life. (laughs) (laughs) If you weren't born. <laughs> you're, you're not that important. You're not that important. <laughs> well, if anybody other than, like, there's two people in the movie that would change the town. It's Potter and it's Bailey. And anybody else in town probably would have been exactly the same. I mean, maybe if his uncle was taken out and didn't lose that money, things would have just gone better. 
It feels like his uncle is really holding him back. Yeah. There was another moment that I I laughed at was at the end of the movie when everyone brings the money to to make up for the lost money, they still get him to do the counting, his uncle. I'm like, no, that's the guy who lost the money in the first place. (laughs) Don't. Get him. Anyone else to do the counting? It's also like, what? What if this in the alternate timeline, for whatever reason, um, he wasn't born, but some better person than George Bailey showed up in town and made it an even more incredible place. And Mary was so happy and fulfilled, and they didn't have to be in that drafty house. They keep showing that his brother, his younger brother, is exceeding any ambition he had himself. His younger brother would have been a much better person to run this place, probably. His younger brother probably would have made the town much, much better. Yeah, yeah. if George wasn't there, he'd have to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, he wouldn't have taken the job with the father-in-law or whatever. Yeah, or... and he's very ambitious, clearly. Yeah. He's brave. Yeah. He's a Medal of Honor winner. Yeah. They would have had more money because he'd, he'd be the only son, right? Yeah, they wouldn't so have the to spread it out as much. Yeah. Him. Um, so yeah, his father would have done a better job and given him a better leg up. So yeah, if if George Bailey hadn't been born and his brother just hadn't fallen through the ice, way better scenario. Or if anyone else of those other like ten kids sitting around the ice would have dunked in mm-hmm. to save him, mm-hmm. way better scenario. I just there should the, the movie should uh, should be like a choose your own adventure. <laughs> Uh, for the audience you know they should have made a few versions so at that moment when when the angel comes in you're like all right now choose which character has never been born <laughs> they all come up on screen that's more realistic <laughs> so what you're saying is that the butterfly effect is a better movie because we get to see oh. different versions of the alternate future I mean, ashton kutcher's in that right yes he is <laughs> that's all i know <laughs> it's when he tried to go away from his basically only ever playing a stoner to trying to play something oh, vaguely his dramatic. Show. <laughs> his, yeah, his Truman Show has thing. It's bad, bad, bad. Movie. It's not good. No. It's not like it's not a good sci-fi that like explores it well. It's just like it's like coming at we, it we like don't need to talk too much first about draft. Butterfly yeah. effect. <laughs> I don't remember too much. Like like, he can sort of travel through time and like change things about his life and then it creates new futures. Yeah. It's just like they took the It's a Wonderful Life idea and just did it over and over again in the same movie and it was very bad. <laughs> okay, well, let's try let's try that scenario then. So what are so, Let's think of some other characters and how they would ripple through. If Mary wasn't born. If Mary wasn't born, well, I guess would, George would never Would anything gets... change? <laughs> if any of the female characters weren't born. I think George would probably have ended up with Violet because she was trying real hard to get with him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, probably nothing else. <laughs> probably still would have had a bunch of kids. Yeah. She wouldn't be... She would have gone dancing more, but... Yeah, she might have gone out a bit more than Mary. Yeah. And they wouldn't have gotten that wreck of a house that probably took thousands of dollars to repair, like... Yeah, yeah, they probably would have gotten like a, an affordable bungalow in in his neighborhood that he built up. Yeah, and he might have not have been so tied down and tethered to the town because Mary very much was wanting to be there. Yeah, she wanted to stay local. So yeah, he probably would eventually have found someone to take over the business enough. He might that have self actualized a bit more. He might have become his best self. He probably would have moved to New York with her. He would have supported her as she got into the arts. So she probably would have been more successful. She could have become. A major film star or dancer or theater star. We're talking about Daisy. Da- Daisy. Uh, Violet. Viola? Yeah, I was, I was wrong Violet. when I said Daisy. I, I messed you up there. The flower girl. The flower girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Though that's deceptive now because she's not like a cute little flower girl. She's a woman named after a flower. Flower woman. I'm flower so sorry. woman. Yeah, so she's full. Yeah. If Mary hadn't been born, he ends up with flower woman and he probably self-actualizes and maybe he doesn't have the, the rich family life, which he seems to resent so much. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really. He hates they, his kids. They don't take the time to make him like seem like he loves the kids other than a couple like, all right, we're going to have to put something in where he like 
has some flowers from a sick kid or it's weird he goes through all like the the whole movie just with this attitude of like ah oh, i gotta do this then yeah oh have a family Oof. <laughs> until he sees it or something i don't know because yeah no he's not really shown to love his life so much as other people's lives would be worth worse without him mm-hmm. like that's the argument that's made there mm-hmm. so it if we're talking about, yeah, like the, the strong individualism, self-actualization, yeah. he doesn't really do that. Mm-hmm. He never comes to appreciate his life specifically. Yeah, or the value of a human life. <laughs> yeah. It's just like how, just it, how it affects... Other people around mm-hmm. him, yeah. Yeah, if this movie was made today, it would either have to be like super Christian, conservative, <laughs> uh, audience-based, or it goes entirely the opposite direction and everything... Everything that the movie is trying to teach you in 1946 is bad for today. <laughs> yeah. You have to self-actualize Yeah, now. you got to become yourself. you got to become your best self. You can't let, can't let family obligations hold you back. you got to get out there in the world. There's a world out there, guys. Can't just um, read it in National Geographic. I think I like the movie, though. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah, fine. No, I, I do like the movie. I, I just feel like I've been shitting on Jimmy Stewart, but I actually, like, I, when I watch it, I'm like, hmm. It's long, though. It's a bit too long. It is long. It's over two hours, yeah. and it should have been an hour and a half. I think so. Maybe 140. It really hammers home that, oh, he's going nowhere. Oh, he's <laughs> going nowhere. Oh, he's going yeah. nowhere. It's a bunch of cycles of that, yeah. So they probably could have done that fewer times. But I think so. But again, they wanted to show a whole life. A That's man true. living a whole life. But they do really sort of flesh out what it's like to have never been born because they mention that you don't have any papers, you don't have any identification, nobody knows who you are. He's living a life as a non-person. And they do like sort of make it clear that uh, you exist in this world and that means that you don't exist. And he's really just been, he's not been plopped down in an alternate timeline where he didn't have a life, he just has no past. I wonder if they remade this movie today, if it would be about undocumented immigrants, like that would be like the lesson of it. Because that's kind of what his situation is, just being undocumented. It's like, you don't have papers. How hard is that? Like, that's the moral. If they made like a, re- a modern one that could be like, or at least a huge subtext to the moment would be like him suddenly uh, commiserating with some un- undocumented immigrants in the same town. being like, this is our everyday, man. <laughs> like, no one knows us. We're not allowed to say who we are. Oh, man. That kind of works, yeah. <laughs> that kind of works, right? You'd have to make him a less sympathetic character to begin with, but yeah. Oh, so they can learn more. Yeah, yeah. you can teach that story. I mean, just, again, if you're trying to find someone who's likable like Jimmy Stewart, then you can just make him like oblivious rather than uh, cruel, right? We could do a Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd could probably pull off the modern remake, I think. Yeah, I guess Paul Rudd's the modern day Jimmy hit. Stewart. Yeah, that's yeah. a good call. Mm-hmm. Anyone, anyone else you guys want to pitch as a possible modern day Jimmy Stewart? Uh, that one's just so good. Um, maybe, maybe Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Oh, my yes, God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ruffalo could work. Yeah, I could see that as well. That was funny. Basically, the, the, the comic effect Marvel heroes are who we've stumbled upon. <laughs> well, those are the modern day studio yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Marvel it's true. It's true. All right. So your specific lives, can you guys think of anything that would really hugely change if you got zapped out of the timeline? I thought about this when I was coming over and this podcast probably wouldn't exist. <laughs> because I've known you for a long time. We did uh, a podcast previous to this from which you got most of your podcasting experience. And and it was the excuse to buy the equipment, honestly. Yes. Too. Um, so maybe you would not be doing Break a Wish if I had never been born. I mean, it's possible. Wow. 
Is that all right? You know what? I probably I probably have found a really charismatic co-host, and then it would be like a double-hosted thing, me and them. Or it's you just would have come up with <laughs> a different idea, or <laughs> different you'd idea, be yeah. doing a you'd be doing a, a shake a witch, yes. Shake, shake a witch. It's just a whole thing where I, I find witches that live in Toronto and I shake just the shake magic out. I shake the magic out into a bottle and then I sell those bottles. It's honestly just a yeah, it's a it's a business where I sell bottles of, of witch dust. You should be doing that. Yeah, I really should. Jeez. Kyle, you ruined my life. Yep. I've been nothing but a hindrance to you. <laughs> uh what about you, Hannah? Anything? Luckily I'm a witch. You're so. a witch? Okay. I'll give you a shake Thank afterwards. You. Get some powder. Um. <laughs> Back to powder. Yeah. Uh, what was the question? So just can you think of any implications <laughs> of having just been zapped out of the timeline? Had you never been oh, born? Yeah. Something that might have rippled out of that. I fought I fought hard to live. <laughs> <laughs> we can go like, to that story. Yeah. Like my, my mom had an IUD in when and it still had me. Oh, wow. And then I swallowed a bunch of placenta and my lung collapsed on the way out. Oh, geez. So I was immediately like helicoptered out and... I mean, I was fine after I was a very healthy child. Okay. But like, I feel like that that's quite the, and I was like wrenched out with forceps. I'm like, this is what a way to come in. Huh? You, you, you made the fight. Yeah. So I'm like, I suppose uh, if, if, if I made it through all of those barriers, I must be important. <laughs> <laughs> it must, yeah, it must I be must a linchpin. Be you must be the butterfly that affects the world. I am the Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Now, the story of my birth is that my Wait, dad... Wait, I'm not dad. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let her finish, no, 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 go, 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 go. My, the story of my birth is that when my mom was in labor, my dad went to McDonald's. That's the only significant thing that happened while I was being born. I didn't <sighs> fight for life. It was just so run-of-the-mill. Did he get a Happy Meal, though? Yeah, he got a Big Mac, apparently. The, the story of he my birth back is that... before it happened. The story of my birth is that it was during a blizzard, and the doctor was really upset about it. Uh, I was also born on Christmas Eve. So the oh. doctor like did not want to be there. Yeah, and he's like, convenient. So he was like, hurry up. <laughs> like to my mom, he was like, hurry up with your dead baby. Tell him to get out of here. Cause like, I want to go see my family. And she's like, I can't, he won't listen. He doesn't know language yet. Um, mm. So if I wasn't born, uh, a doctor would have gotten home on Christmas Eve earlier. And I don't know, maybe saved his marriage. I don't know. Maybe he fell apart. But what if he was going to a bridge? Maybe he was on his way. Yeah. Right? And you saved him from... Because everyone knows at Christmas. I think I added stress. I think I added stress to his life. I don't think like you'd be like... If you were going to jump off a bridge, I don't think like a delay would that much frustrate you. Right? Because if like you were going to go, you'd just go then. Hippocratic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're included in the Hippocratic Oath. You can't do harm to yourself either i gotta check with my doctor friends but i feel like call a doctor <laughs> call a doctor um does the hippocratic oath extend to oneself no 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 it doesn't it just means that you're going that anything you are doing yeah. to somebody to as your patients you will mm -hmm. not uh knowingly harm them and oh. they don't actually take the hippocratic oath it's not a real thing it's sort of a symbolic gesture but it's not required of any school or medical board really i always thought it was like a professional accreditation thing i think some places in the states might do it but it's huh. yeah it's kind of a, a historical thing rather than a an actual it's not not a magic ritual doctors do oh that really worries me because that means all my doctors could harm me if they wanted to there's nothing i could do about it they could there's punch no me oath, straight in the face no oath to protect you yeah that was that was the only thing stopping most doctors from punching me in the face i had always assumed mm, i got mm. a pretty punchable face and they haven't so so maybe you're maybe. wrong kyle 
I was going to say maybe is, your face. Oh, oh. sorry. Well, there's <laughs> regulatory systems involved. So you're saying my face isn't punchable? Maybe not. Well, he's, he's got glasses. I mean, I wouldn't want to get shards in my hand. Okay. Yeah, if you took them off, can you take them off? Let me see. off my glasses. Oh! <laughs> oh, ah, 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 right. That felt great. But again, my face, very soft. It's not that bad on your knuckles, right? That's the you're thing. Right. You do have kind of a soft-looking face. A very soft-looking face. I could probably punch you a few times and not hurt myself. Yeah, it... It's very soft on the mm. knuckles. Yeah. I'm a very easy person to punch. If you're... Or sit on. Like, not sexually. <laughs> <laughs> Just to rest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can platonically rest on him. Old yeah. pillow-faced Maddox. <laughs> Do I punch him or sit on him? Oh, yeah. It would both be fun. <laughs> so if I wasn't born, um, my mom would be sad. My sister would be sad, I yeah. think, because they, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like a, per, like personality wise, they are very different, and I'm, I'm very much a bridge in, mm. in the family. So I, I think it would be, the more challenging for them in that like family just, just didn't balance way. out the personalities yeah, well. Yeah, because we're we're very much a balance. Yeah, I'm very in between them. Would they fight each other? You think then, like their relationship would be more strained because they're different from each other? Or? Yeah, they wouldn't fight. They, I think, just wouldn't be as that close. Oh, they wouldn't talk to each it, other. Yeah, communication is, is is harder for them a little bit. I'm sure they'd figure it out and they'd be great, but it would be different. Okay, mm-hmm. that's like yeah. a real answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I feel like yeah, in my family, it's hard like, not to feel like uh, kind of foolier yourself though when, when you say to that. Say your own value. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, and that's weird. That's a weird feeling to be like. Um, Oh, I, I suppose this is a valuable thing that I've brought to to two people's lives. Well, I I, I wonder <laughs> about the same in my family. Like, if if I'm a balance, because like there is like a spectrum in my family of like the firstborn was sort of the the nerdiest, but with sort of the least everyday skills, and then it's sort of like my youngest sister is sort of like the most normal everyday person, but the least bookish and least nerdy. And You're so, the like, oldest, right? I'm the second born. Oh, there's someone. Oh, oh yeah. More Maddox. You, you can step it up from this. Um, it's like Russian nesting dolls of Maddoxness. <laughs> yeah. But if I wasn't there, then that jump from Mitch to Luke would be a big jump. Mm. And I wonder if I balance out the uh, dynamics of my family mm-hmm. in some way because of that. Well, I throw the dynamics of my family way off. Everybody in my family is a really successful uh, former athlete. With a nice family and a big house. Yeah, but you're just an outlier in that. Yeah. You're not like part of the spectrum. Yeah, but I was just wasting resources. <laughs> <laughs> they kept on trying to get you to get at, be good at sports, and you just wanted to count the batting averages. And they had, uh, they had elite athletes in the family that could have benefited from that time. So yeah, yeah. I, I was just really holding people back. So do you think if you weren't born, like they'd be in the MLB or NBA or whatever other acronym is sports. Uh, my brother could have been a professional football player if he hadn't been injured. So did you injure did, him? Did he trip over you? No, no. He got tackled really badly. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So that's not on you. But who's to say if he hadn't, uh, if I hadn't been stealing the, the protein rich resources <laughs> of the family meals, <laughs> that he would have been a little more resilient. Yes. That nutrient goop that they just <laughs> dropped on the table and had you all fight over. Well, my mom wasn't the best. <laughs> Here's your goop, kids. Give it all to Kyle. He's, he's he still needs to grow. grow. <laughs> so, so thin. I don't know why we made his mom like 80. Yeah, your mom's you <laughs> met my mother. 200, right? Did I? Uh, does she talk like that? She does. Yes, yes. Oh, sorry. Kyle. <laughs> She'll never hear this, that toothless old. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, do not finish that sentence. <laughs> yes, sip your uh, beer. <laughs> yeah, stop that one. Okay, I think we've uh, gone through this wish top to bottom. Uh, so, have we? <laughs> I, I think we have. We've, we've explored the film and the wish a bit. No, like, it's not really like any of your other wishes where, like, is there a way that you would take this wish? Because no, no one would wish to never be born unless it's crippling credit card debt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's only because you're in debt. And yeah, and that really won't help you much other than because now you're undocumented and you're running around on the streets well, with a weird loud angel chasing you. When I've been very depressed and had those sort of thoughts, because we go there, mm-hmm. right? Um, I would not want to, like my paranoia also goes high. So I would hate to see the version of um, me not being born because what if it is better? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then you're just like, well, great. Here's my reason to for sure jump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could have definitely you gone. You know, that's, that's risky. I don't know if I would I would tell my angel. I'm like, I don't know, buddy. Yeah, I hope the angel looked into that first yeah, yeah, before yeah, yeah. he That'll tried that very, gambit. very yeah. shitty angel move. <laughs> to, Ooh, to, to, oh, uh, shoot, uh, it's better. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. <laughs> Cover your eyes. Uh, but yeah, I think we've uh, gone through this one, so I'm going to wrap up the episodes. But before I go, uh, is there anything you guys want to plug and i'll ask you to tell us in a jimmy stewart impression because no, I, I mean like that no 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 i got nothing going on right now well say something uh if you are in toronto maddox and i will be in the world's biggest mm. improv uh can you say it sorry yeah jimmy stewart if you're gonna be in toronto uh Matt, M- 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 maddox and i are gonna go in the world's biggest improv tournament together in uh january or february so so c- c- come on out we'll we'll grab the moon for you and bring it down and play it out on stage that's not bad that's very good are yeah. you ready to be unimpressed <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I gotta warm up. We were married. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Well, I've got nothing. <laughs> I've, I, you can send me an email. Well, I'm talking like Kyle's mom again. Do <laughs> um, your best Kyle's mom impersonation. Um, you can just drop like your Twitter or something. I don't have Twitter or something. I don't know. No, I, I honestly, every podcast I've been on, I've told people to write me an email and nobody has written me an email. No. So please write me an email. Hannah dot Alexis dot Hollebeck at gmail.com. <laughs> yes. G Kyle Scott at Twitter. Nice. All right. And I'm going to try to do my social medias in the voice now. All right. And if uh, if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, you can go break a wish pod. No, this is terrible. This is, I'm just doing an old man voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got a drawl. He does have a drawl. Uh, he, has that, he has like the male vocal oh. fry. That, oh, oh, there it is. Oh, Maybe. boy. Yeah. Um, break a wish pod on Twitter or, or break a wish pod at gmail.com or follow us on a Facebook discussion group. No, it's okay. bad. It's not it's good. Great. You kind of turned at the end into um, that Christopher Guest best in show character. Yes. So like, <laughs> pine nut, uh, pistachio nut. <laughs> Macadamia. <laughs> that one drove my mother crazy. <laughs> all right. Uh, and that's all for us today. So thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back taking next week off, but we'll be back on January 7th. Bye. Merry Christmas. I wish you'd never been born. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!